Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have our good friend, Eddie, who is, well, the owners may not realize it, but Eddie and his wife, Shannon, are the ones that really run the Van Warmer Resorts, but they didn't hear that. But, Eddie, there's been some exciting things. Last year, fishing in the Los Bariles of the East Cape was not so good. The water was hot. The bait either went down, disappeared, or came up to Southern California. Things are a little different this year. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's been a, a very nice welcome, uh, a good early start to the season. Uh, we've had a lot of bait. The water hasn't been so warm. You know, I think last year we kind of peaked at the uh, the El Nino patterns that we've been having that's kind of warmed the waters up. And that's why, you know, Southern California has been having such great fishing um, last year and uh, also this year because a lot of the fish have moved up. Uh, but this year, things have kind of changed and turned around a little bit. We're starting to see a lot more action, a lot of different species down here, including, you know, Dorado, yellowfin tuna, marlin, striped marlin, blue marlin, sailfish, uh, pargo, cabrilla. We're seeing roosters and a lot of wahoo uh, early in the season. We're still seeing some now. But the big story recently has been the, uh, the big tuna that we've been catching. Um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, John, we caught one that was about 140 pounds um, but uh, on Friday, we caught one uh, here that was 213, and we thought that was big. And then all of a sudden, it got trunked by another one that came in a little bit later that was 313 no, that's, pounds. That's, so that's world record Real big stuff. tuna yeah, coming in. Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Eddie. Coming up, we're going to have uh, we're going to bring you on. And then later on, we're going to have Kevin Lamar with uh, um, some something you need to have when you go fishing. And then we have a very interesting author, Rick Willis, that's going to be a little bit later in the show. But we're going to be right back with you, Eddie, and um, this, we'll find out what else is happening down there and a little bit more about the season and how to get people down there for this year. your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. 
for your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. Join us at Via del Palmar in the islands of Loreto to experience an incredible world-class fishing adventure and compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th through July 2nd and offers an opportunity to catch Dorado during its peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. Located on the Sea of Cortez, known as the Aquarium of the World, the islands of Loreto are known for their calm indigo waters and nearly 1,000 species of fish. The Islands of Loreto offers guests the chance to hook their next big catch, including striped marlin, yellowfin tuna, grouper, and dorado. Please join us for the Via del Palmer's first golf tournament on the spectacular new world-class golf course. Come to experience the luxury at Via del Palmar at the Islands of Loreto. Visit us at Via del Palmer, Loreto.com, Dorado 2016. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. I got a little story about a city boy that came to Wisconsin up from Illinois so he can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told him. Guy, you're making a mistake. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have with us, uh, by way of electronic transmission, because Eddie couldn't be here in studio today, he's busy hauling in big fish down the East Cape, Los Bariles, in Baja, California, sir. And Eddie is the man, uh, if you want to go to the Van Warmer Resorts. So, Eddie, let's start off a little bit. I know that we've, we've gone through this hundreds of times, but let's just take a quick history of the Van Warmer Resorts. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, back in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the late 50s, you know, Bob Van Warmer, actually it was his brother Frank who first started coming down here um, to Los Barillas and Buena Vista area. He, he started going to Rancho Buena Vista and uh, he kept telling Bob, oh, you got to come down here. The fishing is just phenomenal. You know, you got marlin and tuna and dorado as much as you want. And Bob just kept saying, no, no, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And finally convinced him to go. He came down here. And he just fell in love with the area. And uh, he was actually the one, instead of Frank, he decided that he wanted to stay down here. And he was a really good boat mechanic, you know, in the Army. Well, he was an engine mechanic uh, in the Army. And... Uh and uh, he kept he was helping the owners of Rancho Buena Vista work on uh, on some of the of the boat engines, and they kept asking him to stay on a little longer, a little longer. And and he really loved to fish and and loved to be down here, so he just stayed down here longer and longer and longer. And then he met his his uh, his wife, uh, Chacha. 
uh, and uh, the, they got married, and uh, Chacha was one of the owners of Palmas de Cortez with her brother, Tico. And uh, when Tico passed away, Chacha kind of took over the operation, and her and Bob kind of developed Palmas de Cortez to what it is today. They also purchased uh, Playa Hermosa, which was uh, 300 yards next door, and then they changed the name, and that became Playa del Sol. And then in 1963, they built um, Punta Colorado basically from the ground up, and uh, so that's how they ended up with the, with the three resorts and the uh, 40 to 50 fishing boats that we currently have. Wow. Well, when you say 40 to 50, that your boats, I know that there's a lot more boats than that floating around in the water that come to your dock. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of boats that are privately owned down here. And, and uh, you know, there's other hotels that have boats as well. But we actually do have the largest uh, fishing fleet in all of Baja, and I'm pretty sure all of Mexico. Um, I don't think wow. anybody can really claim the fleet of 50 boats. Well, from what I understand, I think you've got more boats than the Mexican Navy. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the Mexican Navy calls us for backup. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, and that's the the Bay of the Palms, or you know, the, is. Uh, um, that's beach, I think, with Chacha's family owned uh, a major part of that. And it's such a beautiful yeah. thing. You, you get up in the morning and, you know, they, you know, instead of beautiful sunsets, they have beautiful sunrises. And every morning it looks like a sunset, but it's coming from the other direction. And then the flat, calm water, very protected. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to be doing any surfing in, uh, in, in front of the Palmas de Cortez, I can guarantee you. But No, yeah, you, you know, know, it's one of the advantages that we have as compared to other places, like, for example, like in Cabo or mm-hmm. you go on around the Pacific side, very dangerous beaches to swim in. And, and you know, they, they always seem to, to lose people there because they, it's very treacherous. You know, yeah, they just did recently. Where, mm-hmm. where we're at at the Sea of Cortez side is very, very calm, very swimmable. Um, we actually go swimming all the time. My dogs go swimming in yeah. the ocean. Um, no riptides at all, very calm. And then our dock is right out in front of our hotel yeah. because the waters are so calm, we can have a dock right out front. So as soon as you watch that sunrise in the morning, you just walk from your bedroom uh, maybe 50 feet down to the dock. Your boat pulls right up to the dock. You, they, they put your ice chest in there with your lunch and all your drinks, and then you head off fishing for eight hours, and then you come right back at three from 7 to 3, you go out fishing. At 3 o'clock, you come right back to the dock. You get off the dock, and you're 50 feet. You're back at the hotel, and you can just jump in the pool, belly up to the swim-up bar, and order a cocktail from Hector and uh, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. Well, you forgot about, uh, you know, when you get up, before you get on the boat, uh, there's a beautiful view from the restaurant where you can go in there and get your breakfast before you get on the boat. Absolutely, yeah. From six to seven, uh, it's a buffet, and then from seven, basically until about eleven o'clock, you can order your breakfast. So if you're gonna, if you if you have family members that aren't going to go fishing, yeah. they can sleep in a little bit and then head over to the dining room and order breakfast as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great stuff. It was authentic, uh, uh, you know. And and the, what's the restaurant that's uh, south of you? Or at the south end is that with all the decking inside? The Bayview is open for lunch and dinner, and mm-hmm. they have a you know it's an open menu. You can order um, from a lot of different variety of items from Italian to Mexican food, seafood, mm-hmm. and uh, American, you know, fare as well. And they have a great snack bar right there in front of the pool as well where you can order, you know, tacos and you can mm-hmm. order quesadillas and nachos and hamburgers. So if you get hungry while you're sitting by the pool, yeah. you can, you know, order some stuff too. And when well, you get back from fishing, a lot of guys, well, a lot of the fishermen will go right up to the snack bar, get some snacks and, uh, and, and have a cold yeah. beer and then talk about their day of fishing. Well, Eddie, I know a lot of people go there not for 
the fishing. They have weddings and such and stuff there. But let's talk about the fishing. Come on. This is Fish Talk Radio. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been having, sure. uh, you know, last year was not exactly a banner year because of the hot water. But this year, things are, looks like they're completely different. Yeah, you know, for sure. You know, we, we saw, and May has always been a really good indicator for us. Once we see how May turns out, we can usually get an indicator how the season's going to go. And this is by far, in the last three or four years, was our best May. A lot of Wahoo came in uh, in May. Um, a lot of boats were catching from one to four Wahoo. People that have never caught a Wahoo in 20 years were catching four in a, uh, in a day. And so it was a really stellar year, uh, stellar month of May for Wahoo. A lot of billfish were around. We started getting derived. Big Dorado, and not the little peanut ones that we've been getting. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to get 20, 30 pounders now in. And, it, and the yellowfin tuna came in very early as well, and we're still catching yellowfin tuna, um, you know, this last couple of weeks as well. Big ones. Big ones, yeah. You know, John, on Friday we caught a, a, a 213-pounder, and then a couple of minutes later that got trumped by a 313-pound <laughs> yellowfin, which is one of the biggest ones I've seen in probably 10 years down here. So some big yellowfin. And as a matter of fact, uh, yesterday when the boats came in, they brought a 146-pounder. So there's some big yellowfin around for sure. I'll tell you what, Eddie. Um, I've caught some, some um, big uh, yellowfin tuna. And if uh, if the boat hooks one up, I'd prefer somebody else brings it in. That's a lot of work, man. That's, man, you work at that thing I'm for hours. You. It's hours, you know, and it's just like, you know, and they, it's not, you know, like a billfish will come up, jump out of the water, run, and you chase it, and you get line this and that. But those tuna, man, they just go down deep, and they don't want to come up. Yeah, you know what's funny is though that the the, the two tunas, the the one that was two thirteen and the one that was three thirteen, they were both caught on marlin lures, blue and white marlin lures, hmm. um, trolling on the surface. So they're so on top. Wow, that that's a, unusual. That, that was a big hit. Mm-hmm. What's that? So the, yeah, that's yeah, unusual. Yeah, big marlin. Lure. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. No, no, I said that's I, I, that 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 is unusual. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, I've seen them on Peter Plug, I've seen them on Calamari, I've seen them on a lot of different things, but to catch two marlin, I mean, I'm sorry, to catch two yellowfin tuna, 213 and 313 on blue and white marlin lures, both of them, and just a little bit out of the ordinary, but hey, whatever works, hey. Eddie, we've only got about a minute left in this segment. Tell us about the tournament you got going this year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, on July 16th, which is not too far away, we have our biggest tournament of the year down here. Um, it's the Dorado Shootout. Uh, biggest Dorado caught on that day is going to win the 2016 4x4 Toyota Tacoma. And uh, $500 entry fee for uh, each team, which is very affordable. If you get four guys on your team, 125 bucks a piece. And if you catch the biggest Dorado that day, you're going to win. You're going to walk away with a Toyota Tacoma. And we have also side additional cash jackpots that you can enter, and you have a chance to win about $80,000. So um, if you want to enter that, you need to call me right away because I think I've got maybe uh, about five rooms left at Playa del Sol, yeah. and I'm sold out at Palma State Cortez. Yeah. And then we also have the tuna shootout, which will be in uh, October, and uh, that one will be the same thing except it's going to be tuna, and it's, instead of a car, we're going to give away cash. Wow. No, that's that's a no-brainer. It's like put an investment because, you know, even if you got got 100 boats, you're, you're st- your odds are a lot better than the lottery. But uh, anyway, Absolutely. Get, get in touch with with Palmas de Cortez, uh, Van Warmer Resorts, you can find that. Just Google Van Warmer Resorts uh, and uh, give them a call. That's in the number that I it's, I it's I got it down. It's eight seven 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 tuna. 
877-727-TUNA. And you've got a great staff in the in the office. They'll take care of you. Thanks, Eddie. We'll be seeing you soon, I hope. And uh, let me know how we got All right, in John. November. All right, thanks. Bye. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Shasta Trinity Recreation Area is breathtakingly beautiful with all amenities, offering the best camping in California. California's largest reservoir, Diamond Valley, is just 90 miles from Los Angeles or San Diego, designed for an incredible fishery. At Silver Falls Lodge in Oregon, no need to rough it. Stunning beauty and first-class accommodations. Whatever your desire, CalParksCO.com has it. East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Join us at Via del Palmar in the islands of Loreto for a world-class fishing adventure. Compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Choose from three packages, a three-night stay for two in a deluxe studio room, fishing tournament fee, entry into the golf tournament at the new golf course, plus awards dinner. Non-anglers can choose up to four services at the resort's award-winning spa and wellness center. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th and runs through July 2nd. It offers opportunity to catch Dorado at peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. All-inclusive packages that include meals and beverages, even an option with round-trip airfare on Alaska Airlines from Los Angeles to the islands of Loreto. Packages start at just $800 per person based on double occupancy. Come experience the luxury of Via del Palmar at the islands of Loreto. Visit us at Via del Palmar, Loreto.com, Dorado 2016. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. He's a great American fisherman. He fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water, Lord knows he'll be there. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we have the pleasure of talking to Kevin Lamar. Soft science. What the heck does that mean, Kevin? 
Well, there are a new brand of shoes coming out that uses a special uh, trademark material called Trillion, and uh, they are especially uh, designed for the fishing and, and water sports market. And they drain very fast. They dry in, in no time. And uh, they're designed uh, so it puts no pressure points on your feet, and you can stand on them all day, which is ideal for fishermen. But yeah, you make a lot of different types, but I, I will have to admit that uh, it wasn't a bribe, because we don't take bribes, but we will take free shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, you sent me two pair, and I, well, of course, I'm wearing one right now. The ones that I got a pair of Finn, which is uh, kind of a... A little bit like a like a deck or you know a, a deck shoe or something. Um, Correct. But Correct. Uh, but uh, you know it, it's got laces on it, but it's not like having to lace up a tennis uh, tennis shoes. You just kind of right. pull it on and put it on. It's it's, it's more like a, yeah, like a deck shoe that has a lace system around the top that mm-hmm. you just lace once and then you slide your foot in. And mm-hmm. the thing you'll notice about them the 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 most is the uh, the water drains it has on it because. We, uh, I did we don't just that. try to keep the water out as much as we try to have, because the shoe's going to get wet. If you're, mm-hmm. a, if you're a serious fisherman, you're gonna, your feet are going to get wet. But the biggest thing we can do is get the water away from your feet and drain it quickly and then have the shoe dry in record time. And I, I think we've done that with mm-hmm. our shoes. And uh, we get yeah, I was great just, now, now that I'm thinking about it, you could, you could probably walk in the water in those. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, one of the one of the other categories we're working on is a, a waiter boot mm-hmm. and for both uh, fly fishing waitering and uh, a flats or saltwater uh, waiter boot, so that we mm-hmm. can uh, go out there and it's got a neoprene upper that just cinch down tight that keeps uh, sand and shells and rocks uh-huh. and everything from getting in your shoe. Yeah, no, you could just walk, let's just say if you're doing some surf fishing or something, you walk out, uh, and just in case there's any shells or rocks or something, and it gets comfortable. But, uh, and then they, they dry so quick. Uh, and these, these, what do you call these walking shoes that I'm wearing? Uh, slip ons? Oh, those, the, the, well, the, the one that you're wearing there, I think are called drifts that I've, I've, um, I've sent you. And those are, those are just an overall comfortable shoe. We, one of the, one of the things that, uh, our company did is we started in the podiatry sector. And in that category, we went after people that have plantar fasciitis or have diabetes foot problems or anything like that. And we gained recognition quickly as one of the most supportive and softest shoes out there. And we, we've got the, the support and endorsement of podiatrists mm-hmm. and of the American Podiatry Association. And uh, then uh, from there, we started to develop uh, shoes that we felt would be great for an active lifestyle and fishing and water sports just happened to be one of them that we thought our materials and our shoes would appeal to. And, um, and so far it's, uh, uh, as a company, we've had tremendous growth. We're getting great recognition. And, uh, and even, um, we just recently, uh, teamed up with uh, Captain Rick Murphy out of, uh, out of Miami, uh, who runs the Chevy Saltwater Sportsman Show. And, uh, Rick is just a fanatical, uh, s- a supporter of our, our shoe and, uh, and, and a world class fisherman to boot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I hadn't, before I talked to you, I hadn't really heard too much about them. And I got a pair, and a friend of mine goes, Oh, I got a pair of those and I love them. And I go, Where'd you get them? He goes, I got them online. <laughs> but, uh, right. uh, the other thing is, is that, uh, next week I'm going to be going to Ketchikan, Alaska. I'm taking a group up. And when you're, uh, you, when you're on an airplane, 
you know, there's a couple things that that you want to be concerned about because the more weight you carry, the less fish you can bring back. And, you know, so what I'm going to do is that once I've got on, plus a pair of the fins, um, is all I'm going to take with me and, you know, some couple of Levi's and some rain gear and some shorts so that, uh, you know, it doesn't take up a lot of space. But, you know, these things, they, weigh, they weigh almost nothing. Smart. You'll be bringing a lot more fish back that way. Yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of you know a pound of shoes, you got a pound of fillets. That's correct, and that's uh, it, it's always nicer to bring back those pound of fillets. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, you don't usually get wet, but you know, wearing uh, uh, the uh, what do you call the you know the the rubber boots uh, on the deck, but uh, right, um, they're heavy, they're cumbersome. And normally you don't. It's not that cold, even though it's Alaska. So I right. plan on just you know wearing those, and if they get wet, then then they dry out. Well, and it's it's interesting you mentioned that, John, because we got tremendous feedback from people who said that they that, that those boots made their feet uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the support of our insoles, oh, or, yeah, they, or, know, they, or the insoles yeah, like we have. They might, and, and you are right. The, the 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 water is not so cold that it you know it, it you can't. But we are coming out with a boot uh, in the future, so we want to mm-hmm. we want to appeal to the the kind of the modest temperature and yeah. uh, warm water fishermen, and then also getting up in the in the cold northern yeah. climates. We want to have a boot so in case it, it is really cold, you can wear yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, people can wear. Well, it said those those rubber boots. Uh, yeah, they keep the water out, but but your feet sweat so much inside that rubber <laughs> that you're wet anyway. <laughs> Exactly. I uh, I'm, a, I'm I'm in Colorado here, and we do a, a lot of uh, fly fishing and and uh, and, and fishing in, in lakes and stuff. And and then uh, uh, one of the things that I found is that doing some ice fishing this year, I had some big heavy boots on, went out on the ice, and and uh, it wasn't so much that uh, it, you know my feet got cold as much as they sweated. And then when they sweated and yeah. I sat there, they my feet froze to death. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And uh, give, give us a little bit of history, because the history of uh, soft science, I think, is uh, a bit more than just interesting about uh, how it came to be. Well, the original founder of the Crocs shoe was a, an, an inventor of the Crocs shoe. Crocs, he founded the Crocs company and invented the Crocs shoe. It was a gentleman by the name of Scott Siemens. And Scott founded the Crocs company, and it blew up, and it was a tremendous novelty shoe, and still is, uh, used quite a bit around, uh, you know, uh, the country as a slip-on clog in water and all kind of things. He uh, he, he left Crocs and, and took about a, a six, six-year sabbatical and then decided that uh, he could even improve on what he had done, and so that's where our materials come from, and that's why they're so breakthrough, is that Scott actually invented a material that we feel is softer and lighter and more resilient than any of the materials used in the Crocs shoe. No, I, I wear out and a so, couple, I wear out a couple of pairs. I mean, the only thing about Crocs is that you know they were uh, very popular and that everybody tried knocking them off, and you could hardly tell the difference which was Croc and which wasn't, except the quality. But, uh, um, right. but what you're doing is, uh, you know, people people are not going to be able to to uh, um, to produce the same thing at a, at a cheaper price because you know it's not the same thing. That's correct, and and we're the only ones that use our materials and have the formulation for our materials. So we feel that's a distinct advantage. We we are widely considered the 
softest shoes uh, on the market, mm-hmm. the most comfortable shoes on the market. And what's, mm-hmm. What's happening is, is is people have foot problems or just want to feel generally more comfortable walking around. Okay. Uh, they're, we're, 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 they're choosing our shoe over a lot of our okay. competitors because of the company. Uh, the, uh, besides Scott, who else has been involved in bringing this thing together? Well, our chairman of the board uh, is a gentleman by the name of John Durden, and John Durden is widely recognized as the man who who took uh, Reebok from almost a, a small, unknown company and built it up to a, a global brand. So we have two powerhouses on our board, uh, both Scott Siemens and John Durden, and I actually worked directly with Scott on an ongoing basis uh, working on product development and new shoe designs. They're both very involved in the company, and so we have a not only all that history and all that success in the shoe business, but uh, that horsepower is working uh, working every day in our company to continue mm-hmm. to refine our product and refine our customer service and, <clears throat> and to make us the, the softest, most comfortable shoes out there. Well, something also, Kevin, that you know we've talked about a lot on Fish Talk Radio is that uh, any equipment, whether it's a fishing rod, a reel, an outboard motor, if you buy quality you'll last it'll last forever and you'll never be sorry you know if you buy something cheaper and it doesn't do what you hoped it would do then you just threw your money away and your your shoes compared to a lot of other ones on the market are not expensive but no uh, john that's one of the things we wanted to be very conscious of is, is shoe prices are getting outrageous i mean the average oh, yeah the average water fishing shoe goes from 120 to 180 dollars yeah our shoes top out at uh, 89 dollars yeah. and that's our top of the line shoe and it's it's the design we we use and the materials we use and, and i would put our shoes up against anyone for mm-hmm. comfort and durability and performance and and also for non-slip. Uh, when you're on water and on a, on a deck or a dock or, or, or a boat, you don't want to be slipping around. And we test to the highest standards uh, as tested by the American, hmm. uh, the ASTM, the American Standards and Testing hmm. and Measures. Well, we don't, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but that slippage thing is very important, whether you're walking on rocks or on the deck. Uh, now, does your, all of your shoes have that type of a sole? They do. All of our shoes have not only an outsole that's trillium, but they have an insole, so uh, everything against your foot, mm-hmm. you're going to be feeling this Trillian, and then everything against the, the ground is going to be Trillian. And one right. of the characteristics of Trillian is it's a it's it's an it's a very anti-slip or resist slip resistant material. Right. And uh, we're doing great in okay. also the food service industry where. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Kevin, let's find out how people get get in touch with this, uh, and before before we got to go to the break. Well, well you got to visit our website uh, www.softscience.com. We have all of our shoes up there. We have both men's and women's and all the different categories. Oh, you got to check it out. Yeah, and even see some testimonials. Softscience.com. It's that. How simple is that? Softscience.com. And I, I think that I, I personally guarantee that if you will not be disappointed, you know, if, if for some reason that uh, you're not happy with it, I'll personally guarantee that you will be made happy. So we appreciate Absolutely. that, Kevin. And uh, it's always good. We'll have to get you back on soon at softscience.com. You won't be sorry. Your feet will be happy, right? Yes, I guarantee you. Okay. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio, uh, fishtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Come on, fishing. 
Join us at Via del Palmar in the islands of Loreto to experience an incredible world-class fishing adventure and compete for thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. The Dorado Fishing and Golf Tournament begins June 29th through July 2nd and offers an opportunity to catch Dorado during its peak season with an entry fee of just $375 per person based on a team of four. Located on the Sea of Cortez, known as the Aquarium of the World, the islands of Loreto are known for their calm indigo waters and nearly 1,000 species of fish. The Islands of Loreto offers guests the chance to hook their next big catch, including striped marlin, yellowfin tuna, grouper, and dorado. Please join us for the Via del Palmer's first golf tournament on the spectacular new world-class golf course. Come to experience the luxury at Via del Palmar at the Islands of Loreto. Visit us at Via del Palmer, Loreto.com, Dorado 2016. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. I keep it simple, that's the deal. My belly club saddle and my spinning reel. Little working man blues. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And we have a person that I have a lot of respect for, even though I've met never met Rick. Uh, some time ago, uh, uh, he sent me a book to review, and it, which happens fairly frequently, but normally I never follow up on it, and even if I read a couple chapters and put it away. But this thing, it just, just couldn't put it down. It's very, very, uh, gosh, I don't know how to describe it. It's fun. Yeah, it's humorous. It's almost like a zen. It's uh, um, it's, it's about fly fishing and his Kevin's passion for it. Uh, or, <clears throat> excuse me, Rick's passion for that. Yeah, but uh, let's go ahead and introduce Rick Willis. First of all, Rick, why don't you tell us a little bit about this book that I'm talking about? 
Well, thanks a lot, John. Thanks for having me on the air. I really appreciate it. It's great from one radio guy to talk to another one always. I uh, I went in the uh, radio business uh, back in the 70s. I started selling radio time part-time for a radio station right. while I was in the Air mm-hmm. Force. Mm-hmm. And I found out that I was much better at producing radio commercials than I was at selling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, that is difficult. You just got to just keep hammering at it. Nobody wants to do that. But, yeah, uh, and uh, I kept pounding away, and uh, a local radio station here in Vegas, a big 50,000 water, discovered I had some talent for radio, and they put me in the afternoon drive slot. And uh, I did two hours of my insane ranting and uh Art Bell was doing uh, the midnight shift oh, yeah. at the station at the same time, so that that shows how far back it goes. Wow! And uh, uh, one thing led to another, and uh, I came up with a wacky idea of doing a fly fishing talk radio program from Las Vegas of all places. Well, you know, of course, Las Vegas is uh, a hot spot, but I wouldn't think it would be a hot spot for fly fishing. That's, I mean, what are you kind of be kidding or what? Well, there are a lot of suckers here that you can pull out, and there are some whales. But other yeah. than that, you know, the only river you find is on a poker table. <laughs> <laughs> but I did the show from here, you know, because I lived here, and I thought, well, you know, I'd give it a shot. And it took off, and we did 13 weeks, uh, one hour a night on uh, Wednesday night, and it started to catch on. And people were enjoying the program because it was more about the people who fish and the places you fish why we fish rather than a how-to and where to go fishing Exactly. And uh, they enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I was trying to get some publicity for this local fishing show in Vegas, and I sent uh, John Randolph at Fly Fisherman Magazine a press release about it, and he published it in Fly Fisherman Magazine, much to my surprise. And uh, as it turns out, the producers of Entertainment Tonight are avid fly fishermen. (laughs) They'd rather fly fish than produce that program, and I couldn't understand that since they were working with Mary Hart, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they came out, and they did a three-minute interview with me that appeared on Entertainment Tonight, and I was uh, fishing from the giant fountain in front of Caesar's Palace. I had a fly rod (laughs) and a tuxedo on, and I was standing in that fountain, and of course, we set it all up for a PR stunt, and Uh then security guards from Caesar's Palace came and arrested me and drug me out of there. <laughs> it attracted uh, quite a crowd. And uh, the, the interview uh, was uh, fabulous. And as it turns out, Tommy Sanders watched that interview on Entertainment Tonight. So he followed up and he came out with his crew from ESPN. Uh-huh. And they did a three-minute interview on me out here. So I was getting... <laughs> national television publicity from this one-hour yeah. fishing show in Vegas. Fly fishing show in Vegas. Yeah, that's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, that's, and uh, a radio syndicator uh, also saw the interview on Entertainment Tonight, so he invited me to come visit him in Oceanside, California, and we set up a syndication deal, and within six months, the show was on the air in 100 cities coast-to-coast, uh, two hours every Sunday morning from wow. 5 to 7, mm-hmm. which, believe me, wasn't easy getting guests on Sunday morning at 5 o'clock. Exactly. And everything was live, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, I had uh, John Shuey on. He's uh, now the editor of uh, Southwestern Fly Fishing Magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had him on for a guest 5 o'clock on Sunday morning, and 
he called in about 20 minutes late, you know, and we reverted to plan B and tap dance until he got on the air. And he said he was having a hard time finding a payphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had guys doing interviews on payphones. Oh, my you know, gosh. Most of them didn't work back then, and there yeah. weren't any cell phones. So yeah. <laughs> well, one yeah. thing led to another, and right. uh, it all culminated in this book, which okay. I put together about all the adventures I had for mm-hmm. six and a half years, fly fishing all over the West and meeting different celebrities and guides and writers. It was was quite an experience. Well, Rick, let me make a comment. Uh, one of the greatest compliments I've received, and it's happened a few times, where people would tell me that I've been listening to your show for a long time, and but I'm but I never go fishing. I just enjoy listening to the show. And people have said I've enjoyed you know listening to you for a long time, and he decided probably decided it's time to go fishing. Well. The book that you wrote, I, I think, would appeal to a lot of people that have never put a line in the water, because it, it's not just about catching fish. Uh, you know, when I was working on the manuscript, my uh, sister-in-law read it, who's never fly fished in her life. And, you know, she wanted to read the manuscript. I gave it to her. When she was done, she said, take me fly fishing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, she thought the book was so interesting, and there mm-hmm. were so many stories in there that that aren't really fishing-based right. that kind of tie in, and she wanted to go mm-hmm. fly fishing. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. And I've found out thus far that women are enjoying the book, even though it's male-centered. And uh, I'm getting reviews. Like, I got a review from a guy recently who said, this book made my vision of fly fishing this summer far more wonderful than all 69 years I've assaulted in the past. Wow. <laughs> you said, buy this book and read it twice. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's, that's the ultimate compliment. You know, well, that's you better know, than I, any I, royalty I, check you could get. There you go. Rick, a quick observation is one of the, the fastest growing segment of the angling is women. But a lot of people believe that women have a more natural ability for fly fishing because men tend to try and overpower and a woman has more finesse. I have an answer for that. Okay. You notice when you're you're fishing and you're really concentrating on on trying to catch the next fish, yeah. And you're imparting the to the proper action to your fly or you're working yeah. your bait, however you're doing it. Well, women's minds have a tendency to wander, <laughs> and they think about shopping and they careful, think about careful, children. careful. But go well, ahead, <laughs> right? Yeah. So when they're fishing, they're actually thinking about shopping, and that's called the nonchalant factor. So when you Divert your attention away from the bait. The fish know that, and they think it's time to hit it, right? <laughs> you know what? There's, I think there's a lot of truth to that. The uh, um, because you know when you're when you're intense and you're trying to look too close and trying too hard. If you're on a boat or whatever it is, nothing happens. You know, as soon as you uh, uh, you know open a beer or uh, you know, pull out a sandwich or something, you're just getting ready to take a bite. That's when you get hit. Yeah, that's uh, that's called the nonchalant factor. That's so interesting. I, I try and do that as often as possible. You know, when I'm fishing, uh-huh. I'll start to think about something else, which is like a a rule that you're never supposed to break. You're <laughs> fish, escape reality, absorb yourself in the river and the bug life. Yeah, and uh, you know, I start thinking about business and the next project and and, and what's going on. And then the minute I do that, oh shoot, wham, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get hit. <laughs> wow. Interesting. 
But uh, the places that you describe in the book and the things that you do, and I notice in the book, it seems like most everything is about just you and the river. Uh, you're very seldom fishing with anybody else, and if if you are, you know, it doesn't really mention too much. But uh, you know, that's why I go. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> it's just me and the river. I have this thing about rivers. I'm drawn to rivers, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's the white noise or the rivers are alive, and there's so much going on on that river. It's not like fishing, you know, a still reservoir. Mm-hmm. The, the river is like an artery moving through the earth, and I can watch the, the hmm. cycle of the insects, and then especially fly fishing, which I'm drawn to because there's so many different choices. There are thousands of flies, thousands of combinations, different fish, different conditions. You have different sections of the river that you have to fish. So your decision process is a lot more complicated than, say, fishing for bass or pike or those monsters that just go out to eat anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of sucked into all of that, making right. the decisions. And and uh, and then I violate that rule by thinking about something else in order to get bit. <laughs> there you go. But uh, the, the other thing is fishing is not just fishing, or it's not just catching. Um, you know, the the whole idea, you know, is to outsmart, you know, this uh, stupid animal, which is not that easy to do. But normally it's, uh, it, it's the thrill and the beauty. Um, far, the vast majority of all fish caught on a fly are released, probably but 95%, something like that. But, I would uh, guess, yeah. Yeah, but it's, I mean, if you want to take them one home for dinner, that's one thing, but uh, uh, it's its not about that. It's not about the meat, and it's, uh, you know, it's not even, the, you know, the, the, the thrill or the, or the, or the chase. It's uh, um, being there, and you know, when you get uh, you're out there for a half hour, 45 minutes, and, and then you start getting this thing on your line, it wants to go in a different direction you want it to, uh, it can really get your adrenaline up. And it's it's a beautiful place to be, but anyway, the the name of the book is Hot Nymphs, Dry Flies, and Bent Rods with Rick Willis. Hot Nymphs, um, Dry Flies, and Bent Rods. And bent Rods. Okay, okay, and uh, yeah, we're going to do that, and we'll get you back uh, probably again. We'll put get some information if anybody's interested. We'll make sure that they they find it. But I would highly recommend it. Even even if you're not an angler, uh, you might decide that that's something you, that you should take up because it is uh, very interesting and it's a, it's a good read. It's easy and it's humorous. Uh, Rick, we appreciate you coming in. We're going to take a uh, you know, tip to sign off for for momentarily, but we'll be back with you on Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. For your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West.
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Rick Willis. And Rick had wrote a book recently we were just talking about. One more time on the name, Rick. Hot Nymphs, Dry Flies, and Bent Rods. Hot Nymphs, Dry Flies, and Bent Rods. Yeah, and that Rick, pretty much Rick sums up what's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got... Uh, um, no, John, I'm not going to say that about hot nymphs. Um, but <laughs> hot nymphs, if you, if you, the book is available on Amazon.com. Uh-huh. And if you search hot nymphs, it comes up number one in the porn section. <laughs> and okay. if you, you search dry flies, it'll come up number one in dry flies. And if you search bent rods, it comes up num- number one under hot rods of all things. <laughs> so it's easy to get. You know, okay. and, and the book... I wrote a book that I wanted to read myself. Yeah. Uh, I have 200 fish fly fishing books in my library. Whoa. And uh, I, I, I wanted to write one that people would read and enjoy and talk about the experience of the fishing lifestyle, the people you meet, mm-hmm. the places you go, the characters you run into. And there are stories in the book not only about fly fishing but about 
fly fishing for sharks with Conway Bowman in mm-hmm. San Diego. There are stories about fishing with some bass pros on different lakes. There's some stories about fishing for pike. And uh, I actually caught a catfish once on a hula popper that had corn dangling from the trouble hook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you mentioned... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I can't remember, some, sometime it was somebody who was an author, somebody said that he'd never met a person on the river he didn't like. That was Henry Winkler. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, my book is coming up before his, so I'm kind of proud of that. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the other thing is fish don't live in ugly places. Uh, no, they don't, except uh, I went on a guided trip with Brad Beefus. Mm-hmm. Outside of Boulder, Colorado, and he has a lease on some gravel pits. Oh, really? He takes he takes people fly fishing for carp on a fly in what? the gravel pit. And then uh. the problem is that the the bank all around the the reservoir in the gravel pit is about four foot of muck. Oh. Okay. And I got stuck in the muck hauling in this carp uh, on a fly, and I couldn't get out. I dropped my recording device. I mean, it was a a, a, a real experience. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that is a different. But the the book is full of experiences, and that's that's what makes it so much fun. Uh, and we mentioned that even if you've never had a rod in your hand, never caught a fish, when you read the book, you you might go, okay, now I understand. You'll probably want to go fish for whatever is in your area, or whatever is close to you, or at least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, the book is just cram-packed full of humor, and I'm flattered that you read it all the way through because most radio people get hundreds of books every year, and they want well, people to pitch them on a, the air, get, and you get, can't get through them. Yeah, I get, I get more than a few, but usually after first uh, try a couple chapters, and they go, yeah. Uh, but it, it is it's it, it's a good read. It's it's interesting. It's funny. You got a lot of stories, and there's just so many different things because your life has been interesting in the broadcasting. Um, and I guess you're still involved somewhat in uh, media, aren't you? Uh, right now, I'm in the middle of producing a pilot for Guide Wars Montana, mm-hmm. and uh, the Travel Channel is really interested in it. And guides are going to go down rivers. Are going to fish for fifty thousand dollars. Oh, cool. And we're going to fish 12 rivers in Montana for the first program. And then we have 13 episodes where we'll probably go to Belize okay. or we'll go to Cabo San Lucas. And we'll do the same Perfect. thing with Let's guides in different places. Okay. Well, Rick, we're going to have to go. Uh, it is, what's the name again? Hot Nymphs, Dry Flies, Bent Rods. By Rick Willis. And check That's that it. out. Rick, we appreciate you coming on and sharing with us today. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen to the show as many times as you want. Rick, you can tune it in and listen to how well you did. Bye. I already have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, thanks. Okay. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Rick. Gone fishing.